Welcome, everyone, to another episode of We Like Having Fun in Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. I'm coming to you today from Tokyo. Uh, I've been here for two days, and it's kind of crazy, but it's cool. Um, I have to quarantine uh, for two weeks, which means I can only be in my hotel room or at work, which uh, kind of blows. But, you know, we're making it the best of it here. Um, I'm joined by my brother, Joe. Uh, how you doing there, Joe? It's the morning time there. I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm ready for the day. It's not, I got up today at 5.30, anxiously wow. thinking about not this show, but Record Store Day, which I'm not going to early, but I was thinking about it. So I've been listening today to record it. store day. Well, it's like the second drop of the two drop scenario of this year. And uh, there's not much I really want from the actual release, but I just get psyched to, when I'm thinking about going to the record store. I think about all the things I want and or want to look at. And so I was just spending the morning thinking about it and looking at stuff and listening to music and uh, yeah, so I was Exciting. willing to start earlier, but you know this is great. Let's let's do it. And we are also joined <laughs> by Mike Tucci, who's sitting outside on a porch. It looks like. Yeah. Hi. Um, new Mike. So this is good. Um, and I, yeah, I am in uh, the Finger Lakes, uh, Moncuca Lake, uh, on a porch on a deck staring at the lake uh family vacation time did some kayaking canoeing yesterday wine tour today three hours from now wow so big 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 stuff going on here very very exciting um and yeah happy to be on the podcast again yeah we're happy to have you joe did we go to cuca lake and go fishing or something we did that was many years ago but it yeah. was uh I think we only did the lake maybe once, but mostly we stuck to the stream, the streams, the streams yeah. through uh, that part of New York, Naples, mm -hmm. New York. Yeah, beautiful up there. Very yeah, nice. I was I was just telling it, uh, Mike, that I've gone to the Finger Lakes so so many times, like probably twice each year over the last twenty years. So I don't know. I know I know those pretty well, but he's going to some that I actually haven't gone to in a while. So, wineries, 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 is. wineries. Yeah, yeah. For the there, winos, there, there's a there's a really cool um, wild refuge up there if you have a chance, and there's also really fun places to go in Ithaca if you're over on that part of town over there. So, it's gorgeous. Ithaca is. Gorgeous. <laughs> you seen those those bumper stickers? I hope you have uh, a good time, you and your fam. Th thank you. Okay, <laughs> the show again. We have a we have a guest in studio again. This time we have Tom Sharpling, um, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm 
I don't listen to his podcast. I'm not a guy that knows a lot about Tom Sharpling. I've obviously heard of him and seen him around here and there, but I'm not by any means a Sharpling guy. You guys, Sharpling guys? Uh, I can tell you I'm not a Sharpling guy in terms of listening to his show, but I'm aware, I became aware of him maybe from first time I heard of him was maybe listening to Analyze Fish, an old podcast where he appeared, and then... Was he on Analyze Fish? He, he made a, an appearance when Scott Aukerman was not available, and he uh, was the one who had to be convinced of Fish not, was not very good, and, you know, that, that whole thing. So there was an episode of that, and I discovered him through that, and then from there I've heard him on other podcasts. He's even had some podcast with Mark Marin and uh, I think he is pretty funny for and he's kind of like a crank or a curbungeon sort of guy that mm-hmm. has lots of opinions and they kind of got into that in the show so what do you think Mike do you know him no I'm, I'm like I'm like you too I don't just kind of you know seen him around heard him and stuff it's similar to the situation with fish my wife and i listened to the episode of like the steely dan critique and from november which they brought up on office hours so i heard about him through office hours i guess it must have been years ago but only recently did i check check out the podcast um and that's it but um yeah not too much exposure to tom sharpling but we'll get into it, it very great guest on the podcast. Okay. Tucci thinks very great guest. I do. Um, I'm going to probably take a, uh, not so popular opinion and say that my first note was that we were off to a slow start. I, I just thought it was not the kind of fun energy that we would normally have. And I don't know if that's just cause that's kind of sharpling's vibe, but I was just a little like, okay, you know, and he, he didn't seem there's the energy was kind of low or something to start. And, um, they, uh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't really have a lot to note in the beginning of the show. Tucci, you have, um, the, this Paul Schaefer bit, which was very quick. Um, and we've, we've heard it before. Uh, didn't do much for me. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of laughs. Laughs in the beginning of this episode. Um. Let's see. Um. They they noted the this the guy who made the new opening graphics. Uh. Who was just a guy who did that on Instagram and sent that to them, and they said, "Oh, well, this is great. Let's use it." So that's cool. We were we were all kind of wondering where that came from. A guy named Billy Thompson. Billy Thompson. Yeah, Billy Thompson. And yeah, there was a couple announcements like another game night coming. Um, they say next Friday, not. Yeah, not I. I don't know. I was going to ask you two. Is that I couldn't tell the way Tim was speaking. I don't. Maybe it does sound. It does sound like next weekend. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. What I, that's what I was thinking. Okay. And then he also said, "End office hours east," but. <laughs> He, he that didn't was even say more like, ambiguous to me. Yeah, he didn't no say idea. like it's happening or, or when it's happening or, or you know, he just kind of, I, I assume that just means they're going to do another one. And he talked about it very like, almost like he wasn't a part of it or something. Just like, oh yeah, there, there's this other thing. And 
Um, and I don't know, it just at this point of the podcast, the first like 20 minutes or so were, was very, uh, just very run of the mill for me. N- nothing, um, nothing too crazy. Um, they talked a lot about Tom's book. Um, and, uh, you know, I haven't read the book. It's a new book. Uh, it, I guess it's deals with his issues that he's had in his life and I'm you know it's probably I guess it's a New York Times bestseller and people are loving it um, yeah he's, he's I, not revealing any uh, scoops about it really either um, he's like keeping it on the down low and leaving it up to a reader to read it to discover whatever secrets he's got and so it's sort of this usually when someone's talking about a book that they wrote they give you a little something they give you a little like juice and he refuses to give any juice so it's it's sort of like well maybe i don't particularly i might not go there because i'm not i don't know what i'm in for you know so that's how, mm-hmm. how i kind of felt about the way he's handling his like talking about this book i've already heard him push this book in other places without actually giving you anything so i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like if that's a great strategy but uh, maybe people that love him will just read it no matter what. So uh, that could be. Yeah, I sort of wished that one of us on the show was more familiar with him because he does have a huge following, I think. And um, I was hoping somebody was a big Sharpling guy, but I guess none of us are. That's okay. Um, we had a City of the Day, which, <laughs> you know, deep cut uh, a, a nice nincompoop. Uh, can Ninkan poop, um, you know, <laughs> deep cut. Um, Anias Nin. I've read. Anias, I've read Anias, three of her books. Anias Nin. Okay, here we Joseph, go. Here we go. Joseph Nin. Joseph Nin. I've yeah. read like maybe not the, her most famous ones, but I'm a fan. Uh, she also there was a movie that was made about her and Henry Miller. Uh, that was a pretty crazy good movie too that is about mm-hmm. her life like a biopic but uh yeah she's got a you know a transgressional style for her time period and uh you know was maybe seen as being you know a little bit uh dark and cool and had a you know sleazy sort of vibe to it and uh yeah i think i read House of Incest and uh, Little Birds, or a couple, maybe Fifty-One Letters or something. I can't remember all the names of the books I read, but she's really uh, a good read if you like some interesting stuff. And um, you know, women authors of that time period were not happening. So I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. they weren't taken seriously, and she was sort of like a really cool head of her time author and uh yeah you can read her books good stuff as far Very as good. it being a thing to make into a like a bit is it's an interesting turn for them because it's been all these music you know things and and mm-hmm. that is like hey let's try this very niche author you know so mm-hmm. um yeah so this i, I 
so I, I'm not gonna like during this episode. I I was this this was yesterday. It was my first day in Tokyo. My, my mind was a little bit just. I, I was having a hard time following a lot of like I, I like was not locked in a lot of the time during this episode. I'm not gonna lie about that. It's just the truth. Um, so I didn't make a lot of notes about that city of the day. Um, I guess it was Helena, Montana. And, uh, you know, I, I guess hot in Montana right now is what I took in from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny. You thought it was just funny. low, yeah, low brow, stupid pun, like in mm-hmm. my zone, laughed at that for sure. Uh, gotcha. did, I've only heard of Anais and then haven't read any of no. her work, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Anais Nincomboob was enough to, to get me going. Um, so yeah, the, uh, um, so there was a hothead hotline that I don't really, uh, I didn't really remember, um, if you guys have anything about that to talk about. See, like, these are the little, the little things that I find so hilarious. This, this, this guy called in and he brought up Ocean's 12, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, really wants to talk about Ocean's 12. And then Tim just immediately drifts off into another bit or topic and like leaves this guy. So I love when people get left hanging. I love when someone comes on the air as an opening statement or something, a question, and then they just get left hanging. And you can hear him like laughing and like you can hear him breathing on the line like that. That is so funny to me. (laughs) He actually went back to the guy, which is great. But he was on there for like at least five minutes i mean with you know and that so that was really good and then you know um tim gets into ghost protocol from there so who knows where that came from but yeah yeah to me like something like that is is a very hot lead hot hothead hotline thing um i think tim and the guys are more likely to kind of like spin off on a bit and be a little bit um colder to those callers um so yeah, I don't know. That, that was just this just that was a, a very enjoyable call for me. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Tim likes to do that thing where like if he does, he's judging exactly what this is gonna lead to before like it, before anything can happen. He's just like, nope, not going there. How about Ghost Protocol? You know, switch topics to like what mm-hmm. I want to talk about. You know, and sure, it's just this window into like he's not interested immediately and is very judgmental about anything that's not in his brain already so he, got, he did get to, they talked he did a little get bit about it they talked a little bit about that too about how in the old format you know it was like you got a lot more kind of weird random calls and they yeah they yeah. bring it up a lot and like i think we talked about it on here i do you know we, i miss that stuff you know yeah, i miss sure. um this one guy from like tennessee or something i used to call in um but yeah i don't know i i I think like um, I think there is something though. It is nice to have like-minded, you know, friendly people um, call in on a regular basis. But you know, I, I still believe this. Like, hotline, hot hit hotline is a good, a good way to get those in. But again, still, there's just bits and people that are, you know, fans of Tim to begin with. So maybe, maybe not as much. But um, it's probably still fun to pick on fans though, in a way, like. Because they they're coming in with like something that they think is funny, possibly or amusing, and Tim 
easily like he'll, he'll like to like you know bit this is his fans a little bit to give them a hard time and you know eventually he'll get get to it but it depends what kind of mood he's in and i think because sharpling was on he was in he was sort of in that mode of just like let's try to be a little cranky and i, I got that vibe of where he was he was sort of like doing a similar thing with fred arbison like he was in awe of, of tom sharpling and so he was sort of playing into the patterns in the, the speech um speech patterns of Tom Sharpling and kind of like uh you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah I just I, I my in my personal opinion I didn't think that Tom Sharpling brought mm. oh shit sorry anywhere close to the like you know kind of fun energy that the the last two uh in studio guests kind of brought and I know that's not his vibe but it just kind of made my experience during listening to a good portion of this, maybe up until what we're about to get to, which is the, you know, they somehow got to the Woody Allen thing, um, which, you know, we've heard, we've heard Tim do Woody Allen before. And it kind of got into this weird place where Tom Sharpling was doing like a very old man version of, of Woody Allen. And Tim was like the, you know, younger Woody Allen and they were, talking to each other and I thought that you was know, hilarious. Like, you like that had that? legs. That had legs. <laughs> You're saying hilarious and I think yeah. everybody I think everybody thought it was hilarious and like I'm seeing it like that was the thing they they posted, but I I found it to be okay. You know what I mean? I obviously noted it and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I got like a a smile out of it, but yeah. yeah. So a lot of smiling for me in this episode, not big not big laughs, but I always smile at the Woody Allen impression that Tim does. I didn't think yeah. Tom Sharpling's was necessarily sounding like Woody Allen in any way, unless I'm just not aware of how he sounds right now. But I just lo I love the idea of this like multiverse where you know the 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 old Woody Allen goes back in time, and, you know, and hangs out with the younger. That's just, that's super funny to me. But yeah, when I it said Tom weird. Sharpling's, a, when I said early on Tom Sharpling's a good guess, I think it just what I mean by that is that if he just you know like the last two guess, he just fits in to the like to this world this like podcasting world so well in my opinion um and it feels natural and yeah it's not gut bursting laughter um like joe said it's it, it, it was like it was it was like a little too comfortable for me i think which is like not what i want out of office hours personally like i need more i need a little more than just like chit chatty stuff with like the occasional little bit like you want and it wasn't non-stop and Th then that is Sharpling, though. I think that yeah. he is sort. He's kind of guessed that you have to like dig into him and have like one-on-one, -on -one, like real throughout opinionated talks. And he's not maybe best in this sort of format of office hours. He's good at like a one-on-one -on -one scenario, and it's uh, it's really hard to get a lot out of him in with so much going on. And he's just kind of falls behind or falls out of the uh, attention a little bit, you know. Um, I don't know if he felt like that. Yeah, and he he wasn't like diving in with stuff the way the other guests have, where they're like you know jumping on things and, and adding. It was like he's waiting to be talked to maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he had to be like uh, prodded a little bit. Like, what do you yeah. think of that, about that? You know. And that brings yeah. us to the, this game that that I think finally kind of showed me a little bit about 
Tom Sharpling, which, which was the, the definitely uh, sure, um, uh, what was it? Definitely sure, no way, and fuck that, or, or whatever whatever those, those terms yeah. were, where they just named things and, you know, kind of like a fuck, marry, kill sort of a situation type game that went on for a bit. And I, it was funny just to hear people's, you know, because there's such firm... Yeah, well, that, such firm reactions to that's things. what Sharbling a... is known for is he's super opinionated about everything and like wants to give big critiques about everything so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was it was a way of like finding out who, what he's what he covers you know and where he stands on things so I like the game I, I don't know if it was going to be made for anyone else to play I'd like yeah, the, I'd I like the I game know. to come back I, per, personally I'd like them to do that again um, whether it's just with the guests, they maybe they just, you know, it's, or or any the boys, but it's funny. very like typical pod, very like typical podcast style game. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not it's like, a super super podcasty segment for sure. It's yeah. like broad as shit and like not, you know. But I did enjoy it just because I it just was like okay, there's like some content here that I can actually dig into and, and have a chuckle with and like, you know. I think it led to I can't remember they talked about different musicians and stuff and kind of like got into it a little bit um, and then and then out of nowhere uh, you know special surprise guest Sarah Potenza comes into the mix to you know bring some awkwardness to to the world here which I got a little entertainment about Tom Sharpling I don't know if you like watching this this was a very visual one where when she came busted in the door you know the look on tom sharpling's face was like what the fuck is this and like i think he eventually like i think for a minute he wasn't sure if this was like a you know like i don't know i can't be sure of this but like was like he i don't know if he thought that this was like him being fucked with or if he i don't I don't know if he knew who she was or if she, if he knew that she was like a friend of the show and, you know, talk about a different style energy than Tom Sharpling is this Sarah Potenza woman who sings a full, simply the best, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was like, I don't know, a little, a little cringy. I mean, she's got a good voice and stuff, but it was just like, I felt for Tom visually, like he was just looking like, uh, I don't know how to react to this. Should I be <laughs> clapping? Yeah. You know, are you fucking with me? Like, wh- what is going on here? Um, and then she sits down on the couch with him, and they're like sitting extremely close to each other. And it was just like, I don't know, super, super awkward. But um, that's your, but, but there's nice. discomfort I mean, though. Is that like the discomfort that you want? Because that uh, I, I felt the same way as you. I mean, she's obviously amazing, but yeah, yeah, it just wasn't like. Yeah, it was just like a little cringy in a way that like I, you know, it, it added some like interest level for my like, like peaked my was like, where is this going and where is this going to go? But, you know, she's such a, um, I don't know, she's just such like an energy of like, uh, she's just such a type of, I don't know if she like totally fits in with the, the kind of humor and stuff of 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 office hours like she's kind of like blue collar kind of straight talking you know 
yeah broad and you know she's cool like i i, I uh, dig her and I, you know I, I didn't know that she was on america's got talent and uh you know it was like you know just the, this whole new energy that like just again i thought mixed a little strangely with the soup that we had of this episode which was this um you know this like i said a little bit and you know i i'm also going to blame my brain was a little bit i'm a little bit loopy because i'm jet lagged and weird and i've been traveling all over the world in the past like three days like so you know it just things were throwing me a little bit and um i don't know what do you guys think of of that uh, i i really enjoyed the singing like it really like woke me up out of like the kind of monotony of the show that i kind of felt like you where the show was kind of like a little bit all over the place and not very memorable and i couldn't put my finger on anything that was standing out to me and then she came in and it was like boom like this voice and at first i was like do i like this and then i was like oh yeah i like this you know and it was good and i was uh of course not watching it just listening and and thinking mm-hmm. uh yeah cool like like this performance and uh i think she brought a lot of energy after that like as she was being as she was just like talking about stuff and uh it helps the show for me it, like i think she brought a lot of different energy so yeah liked it yeah i i um yeah I, I caught the show live, like the first half live, because you know it was that night in Eastern time. Um, and then, uh, then I had, li- I had to listen to the back half. So I didn't know I, when I was listening. I, I didn't know that she was there in person. I thought maybe she was just coming in, you know, just had like a feed in. Um, mm-hmm. And then I grabbed my phone just to just to see, and then, oh, she's like in the studio. And then I'm, uh, my first thought was like, how do you? not just Tom Sharpling, but anyone like what, what do you do with like your body when you're there, like watching someone for four, like I, that made me like, so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like two feet away. And like, what was she hiding do? out for the first hour of That's, the show? Like, right. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like it was, it was so like, it's weird to think about how that went down. I mean, um, so yeah, I, I, the thought on that though, I mean, obviously I think it's just like, you know, <clears throat> just some logic that you know she's in town for the show right they're they're mm-hmm. buddies and it's like hey stop by stop by the studio we're doing a show here at this time whatever it happens tom sharpling happens to be on he happens to have a book come out just sing a song and we'll just say it's for tom's book and that's to me that's i'm assuming what happened you know um yeah right i, th- I think there's a i think there's a big love for tom sharpling i think the uh, the office like vic like you know we, we found out later that vic's been sending him sound clips for years and yeah, I, 10 I think years that, yeah i think that like so we're not sharpling guys but i think the rest of the boys are big sharpling guys and you know like you noted and i i definitely noted that um in after hours you know tim mentioned that like on their little during their little break you know doug said to tim like you know that's an all-timer you know and i don't you know it was a night show so like i don't i think maybe they were like feeling like different energies and i think maybe they were a little i don't want to say starstruck or something but i think because they're probably big fans of him and having him in studio in it being like a smooth show that just kind of moved and was fun and, and had these different little twists I think for them internally, they were loving it. And 
that didn't translate for me so well. Like I would never in a million years call this episode an all timer. Like that's that that's just me personally. Um, and you know, I, I almost question whether Doug's <laughs> saying that completely honestly, or if he's just being, you know, like that's just something you say. Yeah, you know, you could just say that like. I could say that to you guys about this show right now at the end and you know, you wouldn't know if I was being totally serious or not, but I do think that th those guys were having a really good time with the episode, but I don't think it translated out to the audience maybe as much. I'd like to know, I'd, I'd like to know like other people's opinions on the show. I kind of was reading around some comments and stuff and it wasn't like an explosion of holy shit that was an amazing episode wow 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 comment after comment there was like a few people and like the way office hours the social media world like the way matt's been writing about it and like they're calling it like this epic episode you know what i mean like holy shit what an epic episode i, th and... I think uh i think what that is is tom sharpling has had the best show for so many years and he's like considered this you know, icon and, uh -huh. and especially to get him. It's, yeah. Yeah. He's like an icon and he's like, just like, they're so thrilled that he's a part of it. Whereas maybe some of the younger uh, listeners or even people like us, all three of us who don't know Sharpling so well are just like, it doesn't translate as much as being that exciting, but to them it's like, Oh, this is amazing. You know? So, uh, I think that maybe the audience not reacting as much could have the same thing. Like there's a generational gap between, you know, the, the best show was on for like, what, like 10 years? Like, and that was already like five years ago or something. And I know he has a new podcast now, but it's, it's like, he's sort of an older dude. And, uh, you know, I, I, sure. I think, uh, you know, to, to them, they, they were probably totally, fanboys of that and so and he's he was underground you know he wasn't like mainstream or anything but uh beloved mm -hmm. is what i get from yeah is he's got a culty thing going the same way those boys do and it sounds like they're members of the cult of sharpling and um and i, I like i think that they're probably just happy to be continuing to get good in-studio guest after good in-studio guest these last these last couple of weeks it is upping the production value of the show and probably bringing new listeners to the show and then promoting it in a way as saying like yo we got tom sharpling he's you all know him and he wrote this book that's out right now it's it's almost like a more traditional podcast style with somebody that has something coming out and they're coming on to kind of promote it, but then also just kind of have more of a casual, almost kind of Howard Sternish kind of vibe or something going on during the, the yeah. show for, for whatever reason. I kind of felt that way where it was just like kind of real conversational a lot of the time. And I, real. I uh, was speculating whether Tom Sharpling's show was like innovative to the office hours and whether that is a direct like where they get the idea to do office hours in the way they do it is directly uh -huh. linked to how sharpling did the best show like i don't know because i didn't listen to it or yeah. or anything but i'm speculating that it most likely is the case and so yeah maybe, I, maybe I, I imagine wrong about that but i imagine matt's a big fan as well um i think they're all probably big fans and probably this is a big score for them so i'm happy that they 
were able to have their their own personal like uh you know really good time and you know I think the fact that it was a night show which I didn't really wasn't really thinking about it, it did bring like a different you know that like morning coffee <laughs> driven uh kind of fucking you know morning show wacky kind of business that you know fresh you know that kind of brain tim even said like oh i've been thinking about this all day and like you know it almost like took away maybe from some of the um the more uh, spontaneous insanity that we're maybe used to um yeah, yeah it's they, a they had more playing, game show night vibes to me yeah and they were playing clips and stuff and and definitely uh, got that vibe in the show i felt like yeah, yeah. but feels like a later night show for sure and not a morning mm -hmm. joe you know vibe. um so uh let's see they i do want to say ahead, though, i do want to say i i took doug's comment with sincerity i thought mm -hmm. i like um just trying to read into tim like way tim was speaking about it um and doug laughing as as tim mentioned it you know like maybe it was a bit of a private a private moment but um yeah, I got the feeling that that was a show and, you know, that the regular show, the first half uh, was something that Doug really enjoyed and thought was, you know, was just a good time. So, yeah, I took mm -hmm. it with sincerity and yeah, I, I agree. It's just good feelings, you know, like I just have these past few shows have just been um, like re really good vibes um, and I just just been enjoying them a lot. So mm -hmm. I don't want to take that for granted, you know, because up until that point, you know, there, there are some shows that were a little bit, a little bit slower for me, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think Doug's, Doug's sincere with, with his comments. Yeah, I think he's sincere, but I think Doug, I think it's hard to get a sincere comment out of Doug and like, not, and that's not something to say that's, that's like, you know, he's just the type of guy that may have a teeny bit of sarcasm underneath almost everything genuine that he says and and he's also the type of guy that's so nice that if he knows if Tim looks at Doug with a look of wasn't that great man you know what I mean I'm just like picturing how this might have happened uh, and Doug's almost like giving Tim what he wants to hear um you know what I mean? I, I'm totally, yeah. this is total speculation, total, complete speculation, but I could see, you know, Doug's like such a nice, polite guy. And I think if, you know, and I, I could imagine Tim is maybe a little more insecure where he would be like looking around to hear the compliment, to, to hear the like, wasn't that great guys? Like, wasn't that amazing? And yeah, yeah, that was insane. such insane speculation. No, see, now um, you bring now, you, now <laughs> you're speaking like that now. I'm like, ah, shit. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a it, maybe it's like driven, you know, it's a comment driven by Tim. You know, maybe he's, he's looking it could for be. Like I, that, I could, but. I could see it. If you're telling me you couldn't picture this situation where after that episode, they're in that little break and Tim's looking around like, yeah. man, wasn't that fucking great? Like, yeah. Without saying it, without saying it, but just like kind of like just excited about it and doug being like yeah man that's an all-timer <laughs> yeah of course i could yeah of course i could yeah or or what's what's more uh what's what can you picture more that or just doug out of his own 
you know, just out of his own warmth, just coming up yeah. to Tim, patting him on the back, saying, Tim, I just wanted to tell you, I thought that was an all-timer, and I thought that was an amazing show. Uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe, Doug will re- maybe Doug will respond. I'm sure he would. I think that all these guys are really happy about the show, and they would never tell us the truth in that matter. But either way, I you really that, liked it. I agree that Doug is more sarcastic in Office Hours reality than he is, I think, in other places of when i hear him so yeah yeah um he's a little bit more uh a different kind of guy when he's on the pound cast well yeah because he is like kind of uh tim's like he kind of serves tim a little bit and like you know has to be there for him and even when he challenges tim he does it with a way of like you know i know you're the boss still so i'm not gonna like really ever challenge you too much like i'm, I'm gonna give you what you want to hear most of the time and um, also add lots of, of funny stuff um, so after hours we had uh we talked some crosby stills nash for a little while which was kind of fun um uh this this girl reina doris from uh what is the name of that show world world cafe live world uh, cafe live yeah. uh which I don't listen to, but I'm, I'm aware of that program. Um, that was really cool for me to hear that her voice on the show. I'd listened to her many times in living in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, yeah. I loved a great crossover for me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool just, that she was just, that she's like a, a Patreon member and yeah. just like on the Zoom. Like, what? amazing. Yeah. Um, and they, they had fun talking about different bands and stuff, and they tried to, they tried to dig out of her maybe some dirt on somebody and didn't really get very far. Um, uh, you know, whenever someone like, says that, whenever someone says like, Hey, this is the, uh, you know, this is the after hours. This is like, you know, subscribers only. And like, you know, the shit still gets out. I mean, you could yeah, still what, share. Yeah. You think, yeah, she's going to say like, you know, well, fucking Dave Grohl's a fucking cunt. Like, you know, it's, right. it's not going to happen, you know? Like, right. If you hear this all the time though, it's like, oh, we're behind the paywall, you know? I just, yeah. Like, yeah, that's not. You can speak freely here. Yeah. It just doesn't, that's just not reality. But, um, I wish it did bring people to, to dick, to, to speak more dirt though. But, um, it doesn't. Um, we talked, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, this Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they were talking Stills. And this was fun. This was like a little different because I can't remember how they got here, but they were talking about Neil Young, and I think I think uh, Sharpling was not a Neil Young guy. And they got to this. They talked about how, you know, there was Buffalo Springfield, and then they broke up, and then they started Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then they asked Young, Neil Young to come back, and that whole little journey is fascinating for me. I liked how they broke that down. I hadn't really ever thought about it like that, but I'm a fan of all three iterations of those musicians. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, we had uh, we had Tom Jones chat. I only I only noted that because me personally have been getting into Tom Jones a little bit, which is kind of crazy, but. Tom Jones has like a billion albums and you really, if you're not, if you've never like gone deep at all with Tom Jones, you probably only know like three or four of his extremely famous songs, but then he has like another 700 songs or something. And he has like new albums that are kind of weird and like sort of like, you know, 
I, 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 I want to say like how Scott Walker kind of went fucking nuts. Like there's some Tom Jones shit that's like recent. That's kind of really interesting and like kind of cool. And I'm like, completely yeah. agree. I know. I'm like, yeah, what, Tom what Jones. About. Like, yeah, it's like, what, what the fuck is going on with Tom Jones? Like he, he kind of like stayed cool and like kept making stuff. So anybody who's like never given him more of a try than like, it's not unusual. Like there's, there's a lot of actually unusual stuff that he, he's done recently. So, um, I don't, I, I, like, I just like, I don't remember why I went down a Tom Jones hole recently, but I did. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of, really he's been cool. doing press lately. And so you can, you can hear him talk about his life, you know, right now. And he's being mm-hmm. pretty open on podcasts. So that might be why you're aware of him now more so but yeah i i took a little deep dive myself and i would say there's a huge amount of work to appreciate there yeah yeah there's there's like a shit ton of records um they talked about well some some guy called up and had a a, a cut up hand who was in the hospital um which was bizarre uh and that kind of was like an Australian guy who was in the hospital and, you know, kind of said he was there for, uh, you know, a voluntary surgery. And it was kind of strange. They they went down the talking about uh, severed finger talk, which I feel like comes up a lot in this in office hours these days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously I have a personal uh, strange connections like you know that that kind of like pops up in my brain more so than than other people uh clearly Um, respect your machines at all times in use you you must you must you must respect your machines because they can tear your finger off it Uh, only takes a second for only takes tragedy to happen on a tragedy um i'm around machines every day so i i know how fast things can happen in a machine shop so that this guy must have not been respecting his machine and you know should have been wearing gloves got some tendons cut up um the the big tease of the show uh was this oh my god we're doing a drop concert and tom sharpling is actually gonna be involved in the the drop concert as well and it was like wow what is this gonna be this is gonna be nuts isn't it and I felt like it was just a drop concert with longer samples in it. Uh, you know, I think what Tom brought to the table was just like 20 second long clips from interviews and stuff like mixed into the drop concert, which was fine. I mean, there were some funny choices in there, um, but I guess I, I don't know. The buildup for it was like a little, you know, and, and Tim said, oh, maybe Sarah Potenza can like sing a little in there. And, and she didn't. Um, I think he like pulled back that invitation a little bit, you know, uh, which that would have been cool. I think to get like a live singer, like humming along or something could have been fun. Um, and I even think that it seemed like Vic and Doug maybe pulled back a little bit cause they wanted to let Tom do his thing. And it ended up to me not being as memorable or incredible as I would have hoped, but I don't know, that's very nitpicky. It was fun. It was a good long drop concert. It was good. And um, it was kind of fun to hear some of the longer little beats. What'd you think? Yeah, boys? same. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, 
Right. Real quick though, I know you want to move on. I, I just I have to bring up the Art Garfunkel impression though, because I, I just love I love the art every time. You guys yeah. run into that? No, I I'm can't I can't remember what it was in uh, what what they were talking about and how it got there, but the I Lumix you know yeah. camera. What camera oh. should I get? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just yeah. you know, whenever Tim just gets into that. That like that whispering voice with the reverb on the mic, like oh, man, I can just hear him do that for an hour. Uh huh. Yeah, I, no. I agree with that. I love the Art Garfunkel takes, and uh, you know, him being like so impressed. I don't know if the word's impressed, but like enjoying and entertained by how Art Garfunkel uh, comes across and is. Serious. Yeah, and he's, he's always he's always asking Paul Simon for like advice like, and stuff. Like, yeah, I like the I like the idea of him just like calling up Paul Simon and asking him like about this camera, you know, and just talking to him for hours and wasting Paul's time talking about this Lumix camera. Very a very indecisive art. That's just uh-huh. oh, it's so it, good. It's what's it, it's it's good when it's like a completely strange like Tim looks around the room that he's in and obviously just sees a Lumix camera probably in, yeah. you know in the room in front of him and just yeah, goes with that, yeah. you know, uh, which the, is they, like the the Garfunkel thing that they were saying like he's the serious dude but then his music is like these silly pop songs that are that he's like you know. Uh, it yeah, just he's a real thoughtful. Fit. He's a real thoughtful, poetic guy with all these intellectual things. But then he writes like the fucking simplest shit. And uh, yeah, they've went. They've talked about that before. And yeah, that's a that's a couple. I think a couple weeks in a row we have art talk. Um, he he pops up, but you know, guaranteed to pop up every month. So I'm here for that. Um, love love the yeah. I, I, I don't know. My... If, I don't know if Garfunkel is like doing it to be funny or not. Like. I think it might be a, a a bit that he's doing. I think that might be why Tim likes it. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, so that's about it for the sh- for the show. Um, do we want to give a rating to the show? Tooch, you go first. All right. Um, real quick uh, about the ratings. Um. You have a note in here. I see that. Do you see that note? Yeah, I, I I see that note. I've been a bit high, I believe. Now I only say this because, I mean, it's it's a uh, praise for the show because I think it, I think the office hours is, is kind of evolving and, and building and getting better. Um, but I, I think I need to be a bit more <clears throat> reserved with my with my ratings. So um, just with that in mind, I'm going to go. Um, I'm gonna go eight eight point one with this one. Okay, I I want to I, I want yeah. See, that's I don't, high. I know it's I mean, high, like, but um, yeah, it is though because it's not. I don't think this is an average show. Like I don't. Yeah, think, no, no. Listen, you know, you're you're entitled to to do how I'm. I've the way I'm doing it is like my actual my knowledge of pitchfork and how I'm equating that to this, like where. 8.1 is fucking high. Like that is right. a way above average show. So I think yeah. that's totally fine. Um, All right. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to it, but yeah. um, you liked it. I did. You liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be like this overly positive guy on this podcast, but it, it's Office Hours is my favorite show, so I'm gonna be, you know, I'm probably gonna be pretty favorable. I, with that's all. fine, bro. Like that's totally fine. I'm like I said, I'm gonna be dead ass honest. Like I'm not, and it's and it's also like these are totally like opinions that I'm having based on what's going on in my own life. It's not like I'm you know, overanalyzing this stuff and going over it over and over and over again. I'm literally listening to it once or watching it or whatever. And then, uh, just deciding how much I enjoyed it or how much I was lost interest or looked at my phone or whatever else was going on at the time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, this one for me was a bit lower. Joe, what, uh, what did you think? Yeah, I was, uh, I want to echo what Tucci is saying about, maybe dropping my rating based upon the pitchfork, you know, uh, so you've been system. throwing out like fours and shit. You're doing a five. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. You I know, but that. that's, that's truly how pitchfork lives, you know, yeah, it lives and yeah, dies yeah. with, they'll throw out those low ratings, even for things that you sort of still can listen to and like. But, um, I think this one does make me want to think about things again, because, I listened to the episode, I was entertained, but I mostly was smiling and not laughing, And, uh, but I was entertained. So well, where I come down to is, I think it has to be a 6.9 for me. Yeah, that's high sixes, low sevens is what that sounds like to me. The, uh, and that's unfortunately, in my opinion of pitchfork ratings, there's nothing worse than a 6.7 or a 6, like, it just tells you nothing. It tells you you don't need to run out and listen to this. It's good. It's fine. It's not an eight. It's not. You don't need to go run and listen to it. Like they did a good job. Like and like that's honestly one of my problems with with Pitchfork. And that's why I think the Pitchfork rating is kind of fun because you can say something is good and it's pretty good, but it's not it's crazily memorable. And it's just like, all right, they did the job. The new Bright Eyes album. It's a six point nine. You know what I mean? Like. But I really like the new right, you know, like I really like it and a lot of people are going to really like it. But like in the overall, you know, kind of catalog of the whole universe of the thing and like the, the highs that, you know, they've met and the whatever it's like, is it getting up there for me? No, for me, it's definitely like a 6.5 or something like that. It was it was in the um, it was in the not rushing back to listen to. Uh, not finding like a greatest hit moment from it. Um, like uh, there's nothing in there that would be like, you know, there's no like saving hilarious thing that happened for me personally. Um, uh, I can't think of one thing that I was like chuckling real hard at, um, which, uh, you know, and so that that's that. And I, I had a chance to listen to the Joel Holt. You guys didn't. Um, it was very fun. Maybe we can talk about it uh, in another week. Um, but uh, they got a lot more into the music. And um, Vic was definitely not reading so much. I think that maybe he uh, changed his kind of approach and maybe just had some notes and just kind of went through it. He seemed much more comfortable um, they kind of joked around a little bit about that. They listened to a lot of songs and it was like much more of a, you know, kind of regular, uh, sort of thing. And it was, it was great. It was, uh, you know, the Joel hole is fun. They talked about maybe doing some other holes. Uh, you know, Doug said maybe like a Genesis hole 
and I was like, oh yeah, give me that Genesis yeah. hole. Um, <laughs> and you know, then then Doug also said they could do a whole hole and talk about Courtney Love's uh, yeah, dude, celebrity skin, baby. Whole hole. Um, so yeah, that, he brought that up on the last time. I thought the, the whole hole, but maybe yeah, maybe that's a maybe it's a throwback. Um, but let's get into a little of our own after hours here, which is of course a little pound cast talk. Um, the episode we're going to talk about is Nick Murray, um, who is a skater, uh, and he has a skate company called uh, something that I'm not remembering. Um, is it like Fancy Lad? Fancy or Lad. Fancy Lad is what it is. Um, I'm not a skater. I'm not in the skate game, but I do like. Uh, I think Doug's little videos that he posts are really good on Instagram. I don't know if you ever see his, the stuff that he's doing with the skateboard, which is like very goofy shit where, where like sometimes he cuts it up and does like some stop motion things that look like tricks. And yeah, it's great. He's just always incorporating like a strange thing into his tricks, which you know what for skateboarding, it is hard to come up with anything original at all in skateboarding these days. Like it is just not easy to in like i i appreciate that so um i thought the the main um the main uh, body of the uh nick murray episode was eh, kind of meh for me um didn't they kind of just talked a lot not a lot of real funny stuff and i felt like they kept talking about how oh we'll, we'll do that in after dark like it was like anytime they wanted to talk about something funny or fun or interesting, I'm just like, oh yeah, we'll save that for After Dark, which they did. And uh, I found the After Dark to be uh, more entertaining the, than the actual show, which was like a whole nother hour um, where they they did a Doug told this story about taking MDMA in Barcelona, Barcelona, and then they did this Goosebumps kind of thing, which was. Uh, songs or moments in music that give them goosebumps and they played examples of the songs and you know that was just very uh, uh very i want to say affable i, I don't know it was, it was very like uh just intriguing and um I, I liked everything that was going on during that bit and having those little examples and stuff um you know helped uh kind of just keep it moving along to hear people's like you know, that's just interesting to hear what song gives you goosebumps and the, the choices they were making were all over the place. And Nick Murray had some interesting ones. Doug had some, a couple weird ones and some that were on the nose and other ones. And Joe, you, you listened to the pound cast and you said you enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. I listened the main episode I found interesting just cause, um, the guy has a, a, you know a cool story he's like uh just a, a blue collar kind of guy working at an airport and talking mm -hmm. about you know doing that and i found that just like a cool like every man kind of guy reminded me of myself a bit and then you know then he's uh, an artistic guy who started a company doing a skateboard uh he has like a, a bunch of guys that all are making like strange things with their skateboards and like it sounds like a little art, arty project thing going along with like being skateboarders and 
I didn't like go and like check anything out, but I listened to it the other day and I was like, yeah, this is really interesting stuff. I I liked, you know, the main episode and and then when they did get into After Dark, of course, that was definitely a better part of the show, but it was it was a fun listen and um, yeah, no, it, it was, was good. I, I really uh, I did like hearing those Lost Boys songs for sure. <laughs> oh like, my god, yeah, the Lost Boys the, songs like the comparison totally like to... I, I I got to like going and then listening to those songs again later and being like, yeah, this this Tim Capella version of this song is amazingly good. And then I listened to the the other one, uh, the I forget the name of the the band, but uh, the one with the chorusy kids yeah, like singing funny. along and oh. uh yeah yeah whatever yeah. that one was and i was getting goosebumps listening to yeah, that. that that's a goosebumper for sure that lost boys uh and then i was, think of the movie. i was also just trying to think of you know things that used to give me goosebumps and like so like one thing that used to give me goosebumps was like okay computer you know and then so i put that mm. on i was like does this still give me goosebumps and it mostly doesn't, but <laughs> except for one song in particular, gives me a little goosebumpage, and that is climbing up the walls. Like when the guitar kicks in and in that end part yeah. of the song, boom, goosebumps. So there is that for me. But there, I feel like there's lots of music that gives me goosebumps, but I couldn't like pinpoint like certain things at the moment. You know, it was maybe some square pusher stuff or. Some weird guy. Yeah, some, me. I mean, some Pink Floyd gives me the bumpers like crazy, but like it's almost, you know, it's like real specific guitar solos, and and those have changed over the years. I mean, when I was a boy, you know, fucking wish you were here would give me goosebumps, but you know that changes over the amount of time. You know, you get de- your goosebumps get desensitized as time passes. Uh, yeah, I'm totally. bumpers on a weekly basis. What's that? I'm getting bumpers on a weekly basis. From what? Just music, man. It's so good. Come give us an example. Uh, well, so Joe brought up Radiohead, Kid A, the first track, everything in its right place. That's a bumper. Yeah, for me. yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. though, it's still boop bumping still, you, dude. Yeah. A- See, it's Afe- not, I don't think it's bumping me anymore. Apex like Twin. It did. I'm listening to Apex Twin, mm-hmm. getting bumpers. I can okay. Get well, well, which, uh, which well, album? Um. Well, probably the uh, the Selected Works album, but all, I mean, a lot of his stuff does. Um, listen to some Donald Byrd yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, Doug, Doug brought Funky up the Jazz. Eno. Doug, Doug played that Eno song, which I think is maybe from the, the music from airports, or, or I can't remember which album that's music from. from but films, maybe? Maybe, maybe? maybe music from films, maybe. Maybe music from films. And that's a beautiful song. I mean, that that one, that kind of stuff bumps me up a bit. A bit. I'm uh, I'm listening yeah, to music. I, I'm listening to music like probably six to like eight hours a day, uh, just working. You know, um, totally. Which is great. I'm super. Yeah, it's a. I'm in a really nice spot where I can do that. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm just crushing music all day, and yeah, I get I get the bumpers, bumpers. Every I'm week. getting a bump. I'm getting bumpers from. A jam band called Goose. They have a song oh. called Honey Bee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, this like is gonna be painful. This is gonna be painful for some people, but oh my god, at the end of that jam, there's a fucking 
guitar lick that's like you know it's very fast but it's like so pretty and it's like just you know it makes me feel so good about the state of these jam bands at this point that like they can still do something that i have not heard before where it's like haven't you hasn't hasn't every cool guitar solo ever been played like ever hasn't haven't they all been played and it's like when you hear one that's like never heard a dude do that like in the melody of the song like that i'm like damn dude like that's great like good job guys like you found a new one that's like really cool and was it so, like I mean was it like the David Lee Roth song where they used the wah wah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was yeah, again, that was really fun. The Poundcast really went in on, on all that stuff. Uh that was funny. They kept listening to that. I love in the Poundcast when that had me they'll listen stitches. to something. I yeah, yeah, I was laughing. Hard for listen, that. I was I was laughing more at the Poundcast than I was at Office Hours this week. All right, I'm just gonna fucking say it. So sorry, everybody. I agree. Um, I, I did too. And so, Tooch, you got to finish up. You said you'd listen to the first half of that podcast, yeah, yeah. but the second right. half is great. Um, cool. I'll finish up this weekend. He did mention this Bo Burnham special, which I have to mention because even Doug said, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying it's so great. I watched it, and I was pretty fucking impressed, man. I thought it was yeah. really good. I thought it was yeah, really well done. I did not. I'm not a Bo Burnham guy. I didn't really know that much about him. Like I knew he's been in some things and I just there, threw it on. There like was a, a movie I just saw with him in it that he was really good in. Uh, eighth grade. No, it was, um, or no, he directed that. I think he directed that. And that was very good too. I didn't but see that. The, um, the one I'm thinking about was oh, an the Oscar nominated movie. Yeah. Yeah. The one of the women or the, yeah. The one with, um, what's her face? Yeah, I can't, I can't think the of the name of the title. It's like one of these. <laughs> it's got Carrie Mulligan in it, and it's about. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. really fun, like a really good movie, and he plays a total douchebag in it, and he, he was very convincing as a douchebag. But but you didn't watch this special, not yet. And on, I want to on Netflix. I was sort of. I like, highly, I got, highly I've recommend it. First special that came on Netflix maybe about five years ago or whatever. And that was really mm -hmm. good too. Well, this I, is like not, this is like a little, this is like a movie that he made in his house during uh, COVID. 14. And it's, yeah, I heard a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, no matter what you're expecting going in, no matter how obnoxious that may seem to you, it fucking worked for me. Like most of the songs were really clever some of them very funny, very relatable. He got kind of deep, which was like a little bit. I don't know if there was anything that kind of turned me off from it. It was the it was this, um, you know, this like him being so depressed about being, you know, like you know, it's just like I'm gonna kill this. Is so this corn, he's so bad. I'm gonna kill myself. It's like, dude, it looks like you're having fun in your house with all these lights and cameras. Like, it looks like you're making the best of your time. So I don't want to hear how fucking miserable and depressed you are. Did but we, uh, that is kind of part of it. Do we lose Mike? Tucci's got something to say. What you got, Tucci? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. The first thing I thought as being, it's raining right now, so I gotta okay, go okay. inside, I believe. But as a as a creative myself, first thing I thought when I saw this was like fuck like this guy is so he doesn't even he doesn't do this like this isn't what he does you know he's i mean he i guess he has produced things but like it was unreal to see like how much talent this guy has 
you know um yeah i was super impressed by the production you know he did everything himself and yeah it's just for someone who i guess would just call himself a you know a comedian stand-up comedian or whatever entertainer it was really impressive to see a musician yeah yeah musician sure yeah it's just uh, man it was like editing was great um, inspiring as fuck very inspired hell yeah it's like if you if you're sitting around not doing anything and you watch this you're gonna feel like a piece i think that yeah thankfully the three of us i don't think we'll feel i think we all are quite productive and and have creative uh out things but like you know like a like a stand-up buddy of mine you know i I, you know told him to watch it and i can tell you know you they must watch it and be like fuck why didn't why didn't i do something like that because that that fucking thing has blown up and now they're going to release it theatrically and that motherfucker is going to be a goddamn fucking household name now yeah, soon dude. because of that thing. And the all he really did pretty was pretty much sing- already is though. Like he's I know, but this is this is going to next. This is going to next. Already. This is going to next level him. I bet you he's being given mil- millions and millions of dollars now for his next thing for sure. The um, other thing so. I was thinking about was like I, I was asking myself like, am I capable of doing something like this? Like, am I capable of producing something? at that level you know just like asking those questions see, like just seeing it yeah super inspiring um recommend it People well he's it i think what he had i mean listen he had the time he has the money to buy all the equipment that you need to do that which was a lot i mean he had a lot of cool lights like every little gadget and kind of fun thing you'd need he had and and he had the talent to like you know, need a keyboard need this you know you need all these things to kind of make that you need a nice computer you need a fucking million cables beyond Okay, we had a little technical difficulties there, but, uh, you know, Bo Burnham, he's a talented guy, so we recommend (laughs) his uh, program, um, surprisingly better than I would have thought, and it's very, very popular, and sometimes that's a turnoff, that's what Doug was kind of saying, and that's kind of how I would act, too, I hate when everybody likes something, Um, but... Kind of like that Derek Delgadio thing that everybody was tweeting about how great that was. That was actually, I thought that was great. Same thing with this one. This one is uh, very good and he will uh, enjoy many successes based on this. And um, it makes me feel like a piece. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you feel lazy when you watch it. It makes you want to go do things. I, I mean, I love things I thinking, like that. that. I was thinking about myself and stuff. I was like, well, I did kind of have like a life transformation myself and start like a, a workout thing. So like, fuck you, Bo Burnham. Like, yeah, you're, you have millions of dollars to like do your shit. Like give me a, give me like a mill in those six months and I'll, I'll do something. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, go on. America's got talent, Mike, with your new found talents. Just like I don't really have talents, but that girl, but I know, uh, how to, I know how to, I can produce things that I can waste time and you know, uh, you know, I am actually um, starting to narrate uh, this uh, travel show that I did. I just started my first day of doing that, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to take a little inspiration of this. The one thing that I, the one thing that drove me a little nuts about the Bo Burnham thing is that he did a thing that I've been like trying to do for like 20 years, which is this whole like layer within a layer within a layer within a layer thing, where it's like that like fourth wall breaking idea, you know, which is just like, okay, let's like show the making of how you make the thing. That's like what this is to a T it's like, I'm making a thing and you're watching me make a thing 
and that's the thing. And I'm going to talk about me making the thing while I'm making the thing, you know, and, and like it goes all these layers deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm telling you, like when I was in college, this was like my I like writing shit like this. I have, I have notebooks and notebooks about this, this idea of this fourth wall breaking kind of bullshit. And like that's that is kind of my jam. And, you know, I'm, that New Zealand project, I kind of turned into that. And there's some things in my life where I'm like, I fucking knew that this kind of thing would eventually be very accepted very very accepted that like people would think it was so clever that you're talking about the thing that you're making like while you're making it you know like isn't that cool it's like a podcast about making a podcast you know like whatever the fuck it is and that's really what this is and uh people think it's so clever and um uh, well, it, it's also been done to death now. So if you're gonna it has try to been. figure it, it out, you been. gotta come with a new take, possibly. Of you're doing right. That you're right. You're right. Um, Every fucking thing is that now, and I don't know if it's so fresh. It's definitely not fresh, but when it's done well, it still works, and I think that's the point. Um, so, fucking a. That's the show this week, guys. We all got new mics. I think this is going to sound great. From our test, it sounded great. We all have the same mic. I bought the one that Joe has, and no. Tucci bought an even better one. He yeah, baby. Us. He had to go. I thought he was getting that same one. I thought we were going to have the same mic, and he went and spent an extra $5. And got the only one. reason, though, is because I didn't want to have to rely on like a USB-C dongle. I so. I have an I have a little adapter that just yeah so you know. do I dude I, but I don't I don't I don't, I'm so tick of these dongles you know I, I know everybody's so I want straight dongles. straight USB C line in it's for fine it's for fine you know <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be for fine that's <laughs> uh, just what well, we do new spon- sponsor right. actually new sponsor I like that oh go ahead yeah our, our new sponsor is. This episode is brought to you by Fafine Microphones. They're just Fafine. They're $40 on Amazon if you're looking to start a podcast or or do some narration. I'm using like I'm using this. I was bringing my whole fucking rig which is a, you know, a, a UA Slapping that around. It's just what you do, Slapping the, schlepping this heavy shit around and now I'm like I'm just going for fine, bro. Like I'm going to narrate this whole bitch with a Fafine. Sounds Fafine. Hell yeah. Uh, the show is also brought to you by our co-host Mike Tucci, um, who uh, you know has to make a T-shirt for me. Um, yeah, I do. And uh, and Joseph Allen Art on Instagram is another sponsor, and uh, Jam Band Workout that's another sponsor. We just sponsor ourselves here on the program, um, so thank us for doing that. So. Uh, Go check that stuff out. Um, Tucci does the graphic design. Joe does abstract art. I do workout videos, amongst other things. And uh, you know, this was fun, guys. I, I like I like the I like the way this has been going. And uh, let's see if we can make it happen again. My schedule will I think be pretty much the same. It's uh, it is. 11:15 p.m. right now where I am, and uh, you know I work until the afternoon. I can I can do this earlier, but I, I will not be able to do this much later in the future. So we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll see what we got in store for next week, and maybe we'll uh, do a you know maybe if Saturday mornings are good for you guys, it could be good. So it works for we'll, me. Uh, 
we'll pump this i'll i'll pump this thing out and uh we'll uh we'll see you all next week on we like having fun goodbye Bye. goodbye